God's blessing on the most hazardous and dangerous and greatest adventure on which man has ever embarked. This FNL Winter, presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers, live from the Merchant Auto Studios. And now, here's Chris DeTurk and Justin McIsaac. Welcome into FNL Winters right here. ESPN Radio, ESPN New Hampshire Radio. I didn't catch those two guys' names there, Tim, but clearly it's not me. What I like is it's the brand new 2016 opening. And it has the two wrong names. It's not like we're playing vintage opening. That was produced for tonight. For tonight. So, and so Chris that, that was, isn't here. No, that was produced pre-email from last week then. Correct. The, the big announcement. I guess. Big announcement. Patrick Gilroy here. You guys usually hear me doing uh, Celtics coverage here on ESPN Radio New Hampshire. You stream it live, ESPNNHradio.com. You generally hear me doing Celtic stuff. Yes, the Celtics are playing this evening, but uh, that is not why we're here tonight. We are here to talk about the wonderful war- world of uh, high school basketball, local high school basketball. We have got a great game for you on tap coming up at the bottom of the hour. It is the Merrimack Tomahawks coming into the game at 4-0 versus the Bedford Bulldogs and their 2-2 record. We'll bring it live to you from Bedford High School. Nick Anastas and Coach Mike, is it Belleville? Is that right? Belleville. Belleville. We'll have the call at 6.30. Until then... We will do our best to preview the game, preview the multiple games that we've got coming up uh, locally tonight here in the Granite State. Of course, it's not just the Merrimack game this evening. We've also got other great action. Pinkerton and Salem, Manchester Memorial is at Portsmouth. Uh, we've got Kearsage at Campbell, Londonderry at Trinity, and of course, Dover at Central. So an action-packed evening here in the Granite State full of high school basketball. We'll have some great guys calling in to preview the action here this evening. Waiting on a call right now from uh, Justin McIsaac from the McIsaac Sports Network. Also, Mike Z from the Seacoast Media Group. These guys will call in shortly here, talk about the game coming up, preview essentially what Nick Anastas is going to be calling here at 6.30. Yeah, one of the things we want to uh, tip you up on, I'm uh, Timmy Buttons running the Buttons. That's, that's, a, my that's job. appropriate, Tim. Um, they, meaning the folks that are doing our first actual game of the year, that counts in the standings and all that, because we've been on the air with some holiday tournament basketball. But this is every Tuesday night for the remainder of the season. It's throughout New Hampshire high school basketball. There's not a show just of Division One or just of Division Two. We'll be going all over the place, both our reporters who get out their cell phones and give us a call, as well as our broadcast. This happens to be a great Division I matchup that we've got going on Merrimack at Bedford. My own personal opinion, having been here four Saturdays in a row with the guys who recap the whole week, not just Tuesday night or Friday night, but who sit here every Saturday morning, Dave Haley and Pete Terrier, one of our correspondents tonight from nhsportspage.com, Two good teams, Merrimack should win. So I'm saying that, me. So the, you're calling it. I'm calling it. Wow. Simply because they just have a, an edge in talent. But there's nothing wrong in watching Bedford basketball. Hustle, hustle, hustle. But I think they're going to be up against really talented kids. Well, Bedford 
plays with a lot of heart, but Merrimack, correct me if I'm wrong, they're coming off a, their Chick-fil-A a holiday tournament victory, and I believe that that's two years in a row that they've done that. So they've got a sustainable, successful program in Merrimack, and they continue to win coming into to tonight's game at 4-0. and Again, Bedford at 2-2 two and two in this Division One matchup. And, uh, you know, it should be an exciting game from Bedford tonight. Again, if you're just tuning in now, we'll have Nick Anastas with the call at about 6.30. But as we go all around the state, someone who I've been pressing the buttons for on Saturday mornings, Mr. McIsaac, good evening. What's happening, boys? Hey, give us a preview of your match, if you would, please. All right, so we've got the uh, 3-0 Portsmouth High Clippers, uh, first time in Division One since uh, the 05-06 season. Uh, they're taking on uh, Manchester Memorial. Looks like uh, both uh, big men are going to be out for uh, Memorial. I believe Joe McGraw suffered a broken nose in the holiday tournament, so he's going to be uh, out for the Crusaders. Uh, Joey Glenn, uh, potential All-State player for Portsmouth. He's out. He's got a foot injury. Not sure uh, what his timetable is. Uh, he's here at the game in a walking boot, but uh, other than that, we're not exactly sure what the injury is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, 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 this is not going to be a low-scoring game, is my prediction. You're going to see it in the, uh, in the 80s, high 70s, low 80s. Memorial usually likes to get up and uh, go up and down the floor for all uh, 32 minutes. Portsmouth can really uh, fill out. They can shoot it from uh, from the parking lot, basically. So it's uh, I'm predicting a high-scoring game in this one. All righty. So um, if you want to give us an update around halftime, we'd appreciate it. Otherwise, we're looking forward to you as well as uh, Mike Z uh, come post-game time. All right, boys. Sounds good. How about you can, uh, if you, uh, you know, if you tune in to the McIsaac on Sports Network, you can catch it. Not that I'm saying you should tune out of what you guys are doing, but if you felt like catching the score, tune into the McIsaac on Sports Network. We got all the coverage. There, a, there's it, nothing wrong with a little plug. You know, you <laughs> plug it in. It's fine. We can li- days today, kids today. We can certainly listen to two things at once. That's not a big challenge. We we appreciate you taking a few <laughs> minutes. And uh, look, if they don't tune in tonight, they'll get to hear you again. What after the game? I'm sure we'll talk to you again following the game tonight. So one way or the other, this is only the first of many times that they'll hear from you tonight. Absolutely. We appreciate you go, You taking a few minutes there, Justin. So there All he right, is. There bye he bye is. Now. Justin McIsaac from McIsaac Sports Network. And again, you can find the game this evening if you, uh, if you must listen to the game and listen to us and Nick all at the same time on the McIsaacSportsNetwork.com. It, it is the nicest three-way link that I know of up here in New Hampshire, Patrick. The ESPN website nhsportspage.com, and McIsaac on sports because they all link with each other. For example, someone just was reading Saturday morning about sports and games that he went to. Really? He, they nonetheless at his website can click and then hear Pete Terry and Dave Haley talking. So, so and we- if you're at New Hampshire Sports Page and you're reading about games and you say, oh, I'd like to listen to ESPN NH Live, right there on the homepage you click. So the three of them go back and forth. And it and sometimes is as many as believe it or not on a Saturday morning like four thousand clicking on. I believe it via the web. I believe it because that's you've got, really neat. But how many kids attend these schools, right? And you've got all the parents, all the family, and then you've got the people that attended the schools that grew up being a fan of that particular school, that particular region. And before you know it, you've got a blossoming fan base. And that's kind of cool that the three websites work like that. I didn't notice that, but I'll have to check it out. I can tell you in an earlier life, as I did mostly football in Nashua, but sometimes other sports, I also would help our sales department. 
And this was the easiest sell there was. And I'll tell you why. Because the listeners to you right now, Patrick, are so appreciative of the fact that you're covering the local kids. Sure. They go to those merchants. They buy those products. So yeah. it was very easy to walk into, oh, I don't say, a car wash and say, you know, quite frankly, well, we're going to do high school football. Can you uh, buy a quarter for $75? They'd say, yeah, because they knew literally four or five cars are coming in the next morning and honking a horn and, yeah, I get my car wash. But, hey, thanks a lot, man. I loved hearing my neighbor's kids play last night, that yeah. type of thing. So I call it institutional advertising if you do youth sports. Well, it's got the built-in audience, right? And, and and that's what we're really gravitating towards here. It's FNL Winters right here on ESPN Radio, ESPNNHradio.com. Patrick Gilroy alongside Timmy Buttons uh, taking no phone calls this evening, but we are taking phone calls from our local correspondents covering the games this evening. Speaking of local correspondents, let's head right back out to those phone lines and join Mike Z from the Seacoast Media Group. He's now on the line previewing once again the Memorial and Portsmouth game tonight. Mike, thanks for taking a few minutes. Guys, I don't know how I can shut up uh, Justin McIsaac, but I'll give it a shot here. It's going to be tough, but I tell you, one thing that, ju- that he said that, that really you know, interested me, was he's predicting a, a high-scoring a high game tonight. Looking at the, the scores here from the last couple of weeks, it seems like he's right. They're trending in that direction. Do you expect the same, uh, another high-scoring game tonight between these two? Yeah, two teams that like to get out and run look like to, to get out and pressure you defensively. So I think we're going to be going up and down the court uh, all night. There's, there's not a lot of size in this game. Joey Glynn, you know, still out with the ankle injury. He's not going to play, Coach Moby tells me. Uh, so you're looking at a, uh, you know, a, a team of guards against a Memorial team whose strength is, is in the running and the pressing and in the backcourt. So, you know, they, Portsmouth defends, so I don't know, you know, if Memorial's going to count on getting up 70 points, but uh, I think we will be going up and down the court most of the night. Well, when I was doing a little bit of my research there, I, I read about the guards and the defensive pressure that can be applied here. So so speak to that a little bit more, because in, in today's high school uh, basketball, I, I think that that's something that's really trending back. It's coming back, that defensive pressure, that defensive effort. So if you could speak to the backcourt just a little bit and sort of the defensive presence that they provide. Yeah, I mean, certainly coming at it from from Portsmouth's perspective, I mean, that's what they've hung their hat on for years is that is that defense. I mean, that's 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 what they start with. That's what their game starts with is that defense, and they have experienced guards like Sean Parham, Christian Pete, uh, you know, who can really you know get after you defensively, can really get up in your grill, can really uh, you know you know, beat you to the point of the ball and make it uncomfortable for you to uh, to push the ball at court or, or to make a pass. They've, they've done it for years, and, and they're doing it more this year. Well, Mike, we really appreciate you taking a few minutes, and I, I we'll catch up with you what following the game tonight. Yeah, I'll give you a call after the game, guys. Looking forward to it. There he is. All That's right. Mike Z from the Seacoast Media Group. That's where you can read his stuff. Tonight he's out there covering the Memorial and Portsmouth game. Again, it's one of those games that if you're just a basketball fan, it sort of fascinates you a little bit because, again, it's going to be a high-scoring game, which certainly attracts even the casual fans. But the defensive pressure coming out of the backcourt, that's the sort of stuff that, that I look for because I'm a basketball junkie, and I love seeing people play at their absolute hardest. Yeah, tonight is uh, sort of evenly divided between 6.30 and 7 o'clock games. In fact, Nick Anastas, who we'll have on the air at the bottom of the hour, uh, assuming JV games ends at about the appropriate time it should, we were talking about how years ago, you know, these are always never any earlier than 7 because you had to get transportation to the game. Here's a hint, maybe do your homework. So uh, the 6.30 games, which are a lot of tonight, of the games that we have people either texting Patrick which is the Londonary Trinity Dover Central game, 
and all the ones that we're getting phone reports in from, um, only the last two, Londonderry Trinity and Dover Central, are 7 o'clock tip-offs. So everything's starting about the same time, 6.30 tonight. Again, depending if the JV games go particularly long. So we should be on about the same clock that when Nick breaks for halftime with Coach Mike Belvo, that's when we should start seeing things on Twitter and other locations with uh, scores around the, you know, the state. But I'm going to suggest we take our first uh, break this evening. And with any luck, it'll all time out, and we'll get a Pinkerton uh, Salem update. Well, that's why you push the buttons here, Timmy, because you know when to take a break. If it were up to me, I would just keep on talking. We'd roll right into a Celtics postgame show when we're done here if you allowed me to control this thing, so go for it. FNL Winter on ESPN New Hampshire. Map out and adventure your whole family. Will- FNL Winter is presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. Apple Therapy, the New Hampshire Orthopedic Center, Bartis Law, and Beals Insurance. Now live from the game of the week, here's Nick Gadastis, Coach Mike Bellevue, and Laura Stelchuk. Seven <laughs> O winners here, right here, ESPN Radio. ESPN. I like that one even better. None of them include Mike. We've got five it, people no, but introduced. If, but if that one comes up when we're actually going to the game, sure, that's perfect. Because only Laura is out this evening. But we're not going to the game. They're not going yet. to you, Tim, and to, right. to me right here at ESPN Radio, New Hampshire, ESPNNHradio.com. Patrick Gilroy alongside Timmy Buttons this evening, previewing. This evening's action in local high school basketball. It is FNL Winters right here on ESPN Radio New Hampshire. Of course, FNL Winter is presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers, or Timmy, as you like to call them, what? Basque. So this being my first night doing this program, I figured I would appease the customer as best I could, but I think you're on to something here. Eventually, probably the next time I say this, We'll just go right to Basque. It's the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers, but Basque, this is why you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. If you think there's anyone in New England that is calling it in the Queen City, the (laughs) Southern New Hampshire University Arena, as opposed to Manchester Monarchs play at Schnoo Arena, because it's a lot easier to say Schnoo. That is true. That is absolutely. People here, look, it's the easiest way to get to, the, to make your point, right? And that's what we do here. We are at heart. We are New Englanders. Tonight's action will have uh, Nick Anastas at the bottom of the hour. It's the Merrimack Tomahawks coming into tonight's game at 4-0. and They are undefeated, coming off their Chick-fil-A tournament victory, their second consecutive Chick-fil-A tournament victory. So this is a team that has had some sustained success over the last couple of years. They'll be in Bedford playing the Bedford Bulldogs this evening, coming into tonight's game at 2-2. Two and two. But a Bulldogs team that has been known for playing hard. It's what they do best. They're a defensive-minded team. They've got a defensive-minded backcourt. And they're going to play this entire game like it's the fourth quarter, like it's a close game in the fourth quarter. That's what these guys do, and that's what makes these guys dangerous. Yeah, you know, you've got your Merrimack team coming in undefeated, but so what? I... If I know one thing about this Bedford team, they're going to give Merrimack an absolute run for their money this evening. There, there's, no, there's no guarantees here other than the fact that I know Bedford is going to work incredibly hard tonight and do the best that they possibly can this evening. Let's go right back out to our phone lines and preview another one of tonight's game. Let's bring in Pete Terrier to the phone line right now. Pete, I, I know you're in the gym. I can hear the buzzer buzzing. Tell me what's going on over there, man. 
Yeah, I'm in Litchfield. Hey, Patrick, by the way. Good to have you on board this year. Good to be here. For uh, FNL Winter. I got a, a big one in Division Three, New Hampshire High School basketball tonight. I'm in Litchfield, Campbell High School for the Cougars, the 3-0 and Cougars against the Kearsarge Cougars, who come in with a record of 2-2. Two and two. Now, Kearsarge was the favorite in D3 going into the season, coming off a championship game appearance last year which they lost to Pelham uh, by uh, a count of, uh, I can't remember the score off the top of my head, but it was a close game, great game right down to the wire. And a lot of reasons for the hype was because of the return of their big man, Taylor Matthews, 6'8", junior center, who is perhaps the most dominating player in New Hampshire high school basketball. But through the first four games of the season, in the regular season anyway, they're only able to go 2-2, two and two, losing tough road games at Stevens up in Claremont, and then they also lost at Hopkinton. Uh, they did uh, do pretty well in the Capital Area Holiday Classic up at NHTI in Concord, where they made it to the championship game of that tournament, winning a couple of games before they fell to Division One Concord. But Taylor Matto is certainly a player that you're going to be hearing a lot of over the course of this high school basketball season. The kid is a legit 6'8", and he's not one of those string bean 6'8". This kid uh, has some some uh, size to him in addition to his height, and he's got a heck of a game. And another player to watch for for Kearsage, Tommy Johnson, outstanding uh, guard. Both of those guys are juniors. And for the Campbell Cougars, they come in at 3-0, as I mentioned. A couple of uh, wins that they would have expected to get against Raymond and against uh, Nilsborough Deering. But their true marquee win of the season so far in the early part of the season, they went on the road out to uh, Jaffrey and took down the Conan Orioles, a perennial power here in New Hampshire High School hoops. So for Campbell to be able to go out there and beat Conan, longtime rival of theirs, that's a good win for them. The player to watch for, my boy, Harrison Ogre Vedrani. Think Revenge of the Nerds and Ogre. This kid was a stud as a freshman. He's now in his senior season here at Campbell, and he leads the Cougars in this Cougar-on-Cougar matchup. So I'll check in uh, about halftime with an update for you guys, and we'll talk to you guys after the game. We're also doing video highlights of this game on nhsportspage.com. And, Patrick, if you haven't found that site yet, nhsportspage.com. Check out all the coverage that we provide. We do video highlights of these games. We have all kinds of other stuff on there. We can surely help you learn New Hampshire High School hoops. <laughs> Was it that was it that obvious, Pete? Was it that painfully obvious that uh, that I've been covering pro sports for 20 years and this is all new to me? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? When I found out that you were the man that's going to be hosting, I was like, all right, I think we're going to be okay here. So I appreciate welcome aboard and get ready for a fun uh, fun season of high school hoops. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it, Pete. And uh, we'll check back in with you later from the Battle of the Cougars over there, Pete. We appreciate you taking a few minutes. And you can find Pete's stuff. He's right at nhsportspage.com. That's where you'll get your scores, your video highlights, your audio coverage. Uh, that's where you will go if you are a local high school sports junkie. They've in, got it all covered there. In fact, if you're uh, multitasking tonight, uh, besides listening to our game, if you went over to nhsportspage.com, that uh, Portsmouth game is the one that they're doing live. Oh, yeah. So that there's an ability to listen to that game with McIsaac, of course. Yep. Our wordy first person tonight. Yeah, you know. McIsaac's broadcast starts at 6.30, but you can go to it by being at nhsportspage.com. And, of course, stay with us. This is not like the Red Sox or the Bruins or something. 
our own streaming uh, audio, you know, ESPNNNH.com, as well as the TuneIn app, we're not preempting it. So it doesn't matter where you are. You can get as far away from the 1250 and 900 towers as you want. You can listen to a wonderful basketball game with Nick Anastas tonight right here. Yeah, Nick Anastas and Coach Mike will have the call coming up shortly right here, ESPN Radio, ESPNNHradio.com. It's Patrick Gilroy. It's Timmy Buttons. It is FNL Winters on Tuesdays presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. You know, Tim, as, as we're hanging out here, and I know that we we got to go in a minute, one thing that – the feeling that I can't sort of shake after talking to these guys for the first 20 minutes – it's these games mean something to these kids because when you've got adults as as jacked up and as amped up as these guys are the games must be that much more meaningful to the kids it sort of brings me back I'm about 15 20 years removed from playing high school basketball I'm jealous I wish I was one of these guys that Pete was just previewing here on NH sports page so it is the FNL winter program don't get confused it is not Friday it is Tuesday it is ESPN New Hampshire radio and it is all brought to you by Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers when we come back more previews and Nick Anastas until then we'll be right back It's ESPN New Hampshire Radio, ESPNNHradio.com, FNL Winters, presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. We're about ready to head on down to Nick Anastas, who has our first broadcast of the season here. It's the Merrimack Tomahawks coming in at 4-0 versus the Bedford Bulldogs. They are 2-2. Now live from Bedford, Nick Anastas. Thank you, Patrick, and welcome inside the doghouse here at Bedford High. Nick Anastas, Coach Mike Bellevue. Simulcasting tonight on BCTV and, of course, across the AM dial, 91250 ESPN New Hampshire. Merrimack and Bedford, a crosstown rivalry, and we should be in for a good one tonight, Coach. Oh, this is going to be super basketball. These are two proud programs. They play outstanding basketball. Merrimack led by the junior Ian Cummings, who's just been off to a great start this year in Bedford. They come at you with the captain, Liam Green. They got Missouri, they got Mocus, they got a lot of talent, they're real deep. And here's the jump, tip one by Merrimack, but wrestled away at midcourt by the Bulldogs, taken by Troy Missouri. So Bedford in their home white, working left to right here, Merrimack opening up, and it looks like a loose man-to-man. Bulldogs coached by Mark Elmendorf, a six-foot-five presence on the sideline, watching with his arms crossed. Here's a drive and dump down, and the shot sent away is Mocus. Rejected by the big six foot five center Alex Thornton for Merrimack. Tomahawks now with their first possession right to left. Yeah, big play right there by Thornton is showing his presence early in this game. Super rejection. On the near side for Merrimack as they take their time. Zach Lachance, first year starter, going to get rid of it. Bedford opening up in a zone look defensively here. It's a 3 2. And Coach Goodrich's Tomahawks here taking their time. Of course, no shot clock. In New Hampshire High School basketball. A minute in, still awaiting our first points. Dribbling between the circles casually is the junior Cummings. Comes near side to the football star, Dan McKillop. And now Thornton with a touch. Again, Bedford in a loose 3-2. And Merrimack showing all kinds of patience here on trip number one. Cummings now on the far wing, decides to drive. Attacks the zone. Kicks near corner. Three set up and short from the chance. Rebound goes to Bedford along the near baseline as Mocus able to wrestle it away. Up the floor quickly. Far shot. Three up and in for Bedford's Troy Missouri. 
The 6'3 senior finding some room in transition, and the Bulldogs strike first 3 nothing. I think he comes from a long line of shooting Missouri's. I'd say. I remember from a couple of years ago. Great-looking three right there by Troy. Again, Merrimack going to slow things down here against this 3-2 of Bedford. Near side, Cummings has room on the wing. Fires of a high arcing three. No good off the side iron. And a rebound again to the Bulldogs. It's taken by Max Chartier. The 6'2 junior guard has a man in the corner. And that three up and in. It's Liam Green. The 6'2 senior, the captain. Deadly from the corner. 6-0 Bulldogs. Used to seeing Liam Green catching lots of, touch, lots of touchdowns for Bedford's football team. He can get it done on the hardwood as well. Bedford now in a 2-3 zone look as Merrimack still looking for their first points. They drop it inside to McKillop. Misses a layup from the far block. And then a foul is called on McKillop for an over the back as the rebound snatched away by Nolan Anderson. Fought off two blue jerseys to draw the foul from McKillop. First foul either way in this first period. Two and a half in, 6 nothing Bulldogs, and it's Bedford basketball. Merrimack got the look they wanted with Danny McKillop on the low block. He just blew the bunny. Merrimack now 0-3 from the floor. Bulldogs looking to increase the lead. Merrimack hoping for a stop in a man-to-man set. There's another block from Thornton. Swatted away for the shot in the lane from Chartier. Then a foul is called on the far side wing as there's a collision, and it looks like this is going against the Bulldogs. It's a push on, I believe, Missouri. Nope, Nick Bokis picking up his first. Well, we may be in the doghouse here in Bedford, but... Early on, Alex Thornton setting up his own house right there and not letting anybody in it. Two early rejections for the 6'5 senior, Alex Thornton. However, Merrimack cold on the offensive end over their first three from the floor. And still trying to break the ice here, trailing 6-0 with three minutes gone in this first quarter. Now Bedford forcing perhaps a turnover as the ball's knocked away far sideline. But it's last touched as it goes out of bounds by Mokris, who got his left hand in there. He's playing the middle here. Along the back line of this 2-3 zone defense for Coach Elmendorf. Merrimack saw nearly a championship last year. Potential game-winning shot waved off in the final seconds. A heartbreaking defeat to Manchester Central. It's a club that lost a lot of seniors. Bedford, meanwhile, they lost four senior starters from a year ago as well. Meanwhile, Thornton is blocked from behind. Merrimack got it inside, but the little man, Chartier, returned the favor. Now Bedford left to right. Chartier, a long two near wing, is short off the front iron. Rebound to McKillop, and now Cummings right to left for Merrimack. Behind the back into the front court, down the lane, lost the dribble. And there's a pileup, and Cummings going to come out of it still with the basketball. Able to save it to McKillop, top of the key. And now Merrimack going to reset, still trailing 6-0 here as we near the midway point of this first period. This 2-3 zone giving the Tomahawks a little bit of problems, Nick. Yeah, they've yet to figure it out. Up top, here's a three. That one back iron, no good off the right hand of Lachance. Rebound near side to Bedford. They want to push. Missouri up the floor into the far corner. Gives up the dribble. Looks inside to Chartier. Now he'll pull it back out with a right-hand dribble. Raise his left hand over his head and call out the play. Again, Coach Elmendorf at the head of the bench, watching quietly with his arms crossed. Near side, a three on the way from Green. No good from the wing. Ball on the ground in the lane, still loose. Bodies on the floor, and Bedford gets it back. Another try. Missouri now, near side wing three is no good back iron. Skying offensive rebound at the free throw line, pulled in by Chartier. Bedford attacking the glass. Chartier now going to pull the trigger straightaway three, no. And now a foul on the rebound as Bedford came away with yet another 
offensive board. It's Missouri who pulled it in with two hands, and I think we have a foul against Merrimack. Yep, little push here against the guard, Joe DeGrorio of Merrimack. So Bedford will have it at their end in just a moment. Timeout on the floor, four and a half gone in this opening period. And another story so far, Coach, is the Bulldogs zone as they lead 6-0. Bulldogs zone, they're digging in on the 2-3 end. Merrimack's not able to make their shots from the perimeter on the opposite end of the floor. How about the fact that Bedford is just slamming the offensive glass? Yeah. I mean, in that possession alone, they had four opportunities. Our coverage presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Net Centers, our FNL winner game of the week here in Bedford. Nick and I can ask this along with Coach Mike Bellevue. Basque now with, with new imaging options. You can find out more at both basqueimaging.com and bedfordsurgical.com. By our friends at Apple Therapy, proud supporters of the Apple Therapy Student Athlete Scholarship Program. Find out how your senior son or daughter can win a $2,500 scholarship at both AppleTherapy.com and at ESPNNH.com. All right, out of the timeout, it will be Bulldog ball. It was a foul, not on DeGorio, but on Lachance. They changed it up, so Lachance gets his first. Two team fouls against the Tomahawks. Bulldogs looking for their third win of the season, while Merrimack hoping to stay unbeaten. Storylines here. Meanwhile, on the dribble drive for Bedford along the baseline, nowhere to go for the big fella Anderson. He'd throw it away. Stolen by McKillop from Merrimack. Comes right to left into the front court. Now the Tomahawks again will try and figure out this 2-3 zone. Good crowd tonight here in Bedford. Bulldog fans usually turn out no matter what the sporting event is. And there's a skip pass and that thrown away in the near corner. Tried to find Cummings from the far corner, but DeGorio's pass way too strong there. Yeah, Merrimack, they're trying, working the ball around the 2-3 zone. They don't really appear to be comfortable to just chuck up threes right now. They're really working the ball, but they just forced a turnover there. You see Coach Goodrich not happy, watching with his hand on his left knee. Meanwhile, baseline drive up and in, right hand. Not from the far side, that's Green. His second field goal got the step on the dribble. And the former wide receiver puts the Bulldogs up 8-0. Pretty move along the baseline, starting with his left hand, finishing with his right with a finger roll. McKillop, one dribble to the free throw line, and that 15-footer is up and good. I think that was Ian Cummings, oh, Cummings right there. Nice me. soft touch. Yep, Cummings. Merrimack's leading scorer has played all but two minutes so far this season for Coach Goodrich. Finally breaks the ice for Merrimack. Meanwhile, up and under, reverse shot is short from Anderson. Rebound cleared by Thornton, and Merrimack gets a stop there. That's Thornton's presence right there, the big fella coming down with another defensive rebound, but more importantly, forcing a reverse layup. Tom Hawks now again slowing it down right to left against this aggressive 2-3 zone from Bedford. 8-2 Bulldogs inside of two minutes first quarter. Merrimack goes inside to Thornton, to McKillop back to Thornton. He had trouble, though, on the bounce. Now he's on the floor. Ball loose again in the lane, and finally a tie-up is called. It'll be a jump ball. Thornton was tangled with Mokas. Who got down and dirty there for the Bulldogs. Possession arrow, though, will stay with Merrimack. Meanwhile, Thornton going to come out. He gets a hand from the Merrimack crowd who has made the journey across town lines. And they're rolling right now as almost as deep as the Bedford student section. Meanwhile, a drop down low. McKillop saw that one bounce through his legs out of bounds on the baseline. Didn't see it until too late. Another Merrimack turnover. Bedford ball, they lead 8-2. Minute and a half now remaining first quarter. Yeah, Zach Lachance, good dribble penetration. Looked like he found Danny McKillop, but the pass just went astray. 
Merrimack, meanwhile, on the defensive end, still playing in the man-to-man. Ball handled between the circles. Now on the near side wing by Mokas. Given room by the defender, McKillop, who's trying to shade him right. Left side, Chartier. Leaves it for Missouri, the shooter. A little up fake. Drops nice. it in the same corner on the far side for Mokas, who has a jab step. Puts it on the floor and now pulls it back out. Down to one minute to go. First period. Mokas trying to power his way into the lane. Gives up the dribble. Has a man near side. That's green. A three, though, is short from the wing. Ball loose into the near corner. Goes out of bounds. And nobody touched it after Green put it up, so it will be Merrimack ball. Tomahawk still trailing here 8-2. to two. Yeah, Nolan Anderson right there had a real opportunity to get that uh, offensive rebound off the shot of Liam Green, but he obviously thought the ball was last touched by Merrimack, and he was wrong, and Merrimack will take possession in their own end. Now, Coach Goodrich on the Merrimack sideline up on his feet for the first time, waving around his right arm, brings in a couple of subs. Well, three subs, actually. We'll get those names in just a moment. But Green picks off a pass for the Bulldogs near sideline. McKillop tips it away from behind, out of bounds. Knocking down Green in the process. Good sportsmanship there by McKillop to help Green up off his feet. New Merrimack players. We look at the guard spot, Danny Vanacek. Another receiver from that great Merrimack football team. He's on the floor. See also Jared Dyer, who's got size 6'4", but just a freshman. You know, this one turned over in the post. Bedford's Anderson throws it away, trying to hook up with Missouri in the near corner. That's going to give Merrimack the ball back with 30 seconds. They trail 8-2. And the final new player on the floor for Merrimack is Owen Ploss, a 6'3 junior. McKillop and Cummings round out the five in blue. Meanwhile, turnover again on the baseline. Too sloppy for the freshman Dyer. Couldn't handle the bounce, taken away by Mokas, and now he'll slow it down. For Bedford left to right as the Bulldogs look for the final shot. Down to 10 to go. First quarter. Chartier into the lane. Spins to his right. Double pump. Blocked out of bounds. And last touched by Bedford. Chartier had it sent away by Dyer. And then it was last touched off the right fingertips of Chartier. With four seconds to go. Merrimack inbounds to midcourt. Plus a half-court shot no good as it tickles the iron. And that will do it for quarter number one. Here in Bedford, a good start for the Bulldogs. Getting it done defensively, 8-2 to two after 1. Back to Bedford in a moment. You're listening to ESPN New Hampshire's FNL winner, presented by... 8-2, and Londonderry trails Trinity a 13-12 at the end of the first. Now let's head on back to Nick Anastas and Coach Mike with second quarter action. Thank you very much, Patrick. 8-2. Our score here early on in the second quarter. Merrimack able to force a turnover while we were away. And now the Tomahawks will rock it right to left and face what looks like still a 2-3 zone from Bedford. Merrimack only one field goal in that first quarter. Meanwhile, hook shot is short from the freshman. Dyer rebound off the rim is taken again by the Bedford center. Anderson His third rebound. The Bulldogs who lead 8-2 look to extend their lead. To the largest it's been tonight. Green, a left-hand drive short. Chartier the follow right there from six feet. And the Bulldog guard makes it 10-2 Bedford here with a minute gone second quarter. And that continues to be the theme. Bedford pounding the offensive glass, getting second and third chance opportunities. Right then, Chartier with a finish. Inside, it's a right-hand scoop shot for Owen Ploss, the junior. Coming off the Merrimack bench to score the second Tomahawk basket. And to make it a 10-4 ball game. Bedford wants the answer, and they'll get it. Right hand drive down the near side of the lane by Anderson. 
The big fella playing pretty well so far, Coach. Bedford leads 12-4. Pretty nice play right there. Liam Green found the big fella on the right post. He upfaked and took it to the basket strong. Well, McKillop going to pull it back out for Cummings. Now Cummings, team's leading scorer, draws a double team off the dribble. Just nowhere to go against this zone. Now he's going to put up a three. No good far side. Dyer fighting for the rebound, and he's knocked down and fouled. Jardier may have gotten away or did not get away in this case with a little bit of the right shoulder dip into the big fella's chest. Dyer hit the floor, drew the whistle. Now Dyer going to check out as the starting center for Merrimack. Senior Alex Thornton is right back on. Merrimack ball, they trail 12-4. And the offense has not come easily so far against this 2-3 zone from Coach Elmendorf. High post, catch and drive. It's Vanacek going to drop it off near baseline for McKillop. McKillop. Sends it across with a bounce. And a foul is called on the catch against Bedford. Owen Ploss was hit. Looked like on the left elbow. Is this on Mokas? I think yeah. that's his second. Yep. So Mokas going to have to come out here. The six-foot junior trots off. Coach Elmendorf, an arm around his waist, whispering in his right ear. Bedford at two and two. A 2-1 holiday tournament performance. Those games do not count towards the NHIAA standings, of course. Merrimack, they won their holiday tournament for the second straight year, the Chick-fil-A Invitational down in Nashua. Meanwhile, two minutes in, second quarter. 12-4 is the Bedford lead. Vanacek open, far side three is short. Line drive effort and a rebound off the bounce taken by the Bulldogs. It's Connor Crowley, whose long pass picked off at midcourt by McKillop. Now McKillop... Trying to go at Crowley with the dribble, nearly lost the handle. Trying to pivot out of trouble, and he has Cummings back near midcourt. Now Cummings is going to split a double team with a dribble and a foul called on Bedford. Bulldogs getting a little too aggressive here. Maybe coach fifth team foul now. Bedford still in front, though, 12-4. I think they got Chartier right there for a reach, Nick, and that's yep. his second. Yep. Keep an eye on that. He's been a real active player in the early going here for the Bulldogs. Right now, Merrimack is really having trouble. Continues to have trouble with this extended 2-3 zone, this matchup zone that Bedford, they're just flying around on defense and giving Merrimack all kinds of fits. Charter, you're going to stay on the floor despite picking up his second. Merrimack. Again, right to left here, trying to figure it out. Meanwhile, Chartier going to jump in front of a pass and steal it at midcourt. Landed on his back, kept it alive over to Crowley. And now Crowley will pull it out and set it up. Three minutes in second quarter. Bedford looking to open up a double-digit lead. Green on the near side, a little pump fake, and he draws the foul as he's knocked to the floor on the shot. Foul by Thornton. Got a little bit of basketball, but more body. And that's foul number one against a 6'5 senior. So, Green heads to the line. Two shots on the way. Bedford right-hander. Very good in the classroom as well. Able to knock this one down to make it 13-4, to and the Bulldog fans like what they see. Meanwhile, substitution here for Shardier. Get him out of the game with yep. the two fouls, and I think they came in with his brother. Yeah, Chris, Chris Shardier, yep. 5'10 junior. Free throw good. It's 14-4, a two-for-two two trip for Green, who's got seven already in this first quarter. Sorry, first half. Meanwhile, Coach Elmendorf clapping his hands. Trying to encourage the defense. Meanwhile, Cummings goes around Chartier to the rim block from behind, though. Sent away there by Anderson. Bedford has the ball. 
Crowley out of a crowd as Missouri nearly lost the handle. Now he's held up in the far corner. One dribble, now a fire is a three and knocks it down. His second from downtown. It comes from the far wing. He hit one in the first quarter from the same spot. And now a timeout by Coach Goodrich. He's going to stop things here with three and a half gone in this first half. 17-4 to four is the Bedford lead. I'm in shock right there, but a great move by Troy Missouri. Nearly committed a turnover. Got his footing along the sideline. Step back three, nothing but net. Good crowd here, as we mentioned. Both teams well represented in the stands on the far side. Well, really, I guess left to right will describe it. You got the student section, homemade fans or homemade signs, and plenty of red and black over there. You got some youth, looks like near midcourt, and some older folks from the community are curious as well over to the right. And then, of course, on the near side where we're situated, it's all blue and white of Merrimack. They travel very well. Oh, they absolutely do. And certainly when you – I know when we cover games in their gym, that place is packed on one of the baselines. It's a lot of fun. But give these students credit from Merrimack and their fans. They travel real well, and they've got a nice nice crowd to support the Tomahawks tonight. Let's see in this timeout, Coach Goodrich can make some adjustments here, try to figure out – the Bedford defense, because right now they are stymieing the Tomahawks to the tune of 17-4. Yeah, just two field goals for Merrimack so far and a handful of turnovers. It'll be Merrimack ball. Their star Cummings is going to bring it right to left here. Into the front court, team's leading scorer is a junior. Part of that team, big part of that team that almost took home the bacon last, last season. They trail 17-4 nearing the midway point second quarter. Thornton inside out. Far side, left-hand dribble, a chance. His shot sent back. Ball kept alive on the tip near sideline. Still alive, and now McKillop is going to secure it with two hands here near midcourt for Merrimack to keep it at this end. Bulldogs in that aggressive 2-3. Cummings up top off the dribble. Leaves it near side. And nowhere to go again for Powell's. And now back up for Lachance. Just trying to find a crack here, and there's not one to be found right now. Even Thornton going to pop out. Leaves it for Lachance. Eyed the basket. Now throws it near side on the baseline. Leaping catch by Cummings. He's double teamed. And he traveled. Coach Elmendorf likes it. He pumps his fist on the Bedford sideline. Bulldogs force yet another turnover. Ian Cummings makes a great catch on the entry pass. Just gets doubled down right there. Bedford all over him. Little frustration travel along the baseline. Well, Here's the adjustment you're looking for, Coach. Merrimack going to stretch it defensively. And try and put some bulldog or uh, pressure on the Bulldogs in the backcourt. But Bedford easily gets it over left to right with Crowley here on the near side. Missouri bodied up by Cummings. Tries to go around him with a left-hand dribble. Far side of the lane. Kick to the far corner for Crowley. Back to Missouri. Pump fake. Fires a three. No, but a foul. Well, he drew Cummings towards him with the ball fake. And Cummings, I think, either nearly left his feet or he did. And then the contact occurred. Once Missouri went end up into him with the shot. So that is the first on Cummings. And the fourth team foul against Merrimack. It comes with just over three minutes to go in this first half. Missouri's first free throw, however, is no good off the side iron for Bedford. Bulldogs trying to make this a 14-point ball game, and they will in the second. And still one more coming because he was fouled behind the three-point line. Yeah, it was a pretty move. Good ball. Good ball fake right there. He got... 
Cummings up in the air as you described perfectly, Nick. And he's at the line to shoot three. One more for Missouri. His older brother Cam was, as you mentioned, coach, one of the stars of the Bedford program for a couple of years. He was fun to watch. He really was. That kid had some major ups. Yeah. yeah he could dunk it. He could fire from downtown. Absolutely. Very nice all-around game. Meanwhile, good defense here on the far side. Going to knock the ball out of bounds. Connor Crowley showing some hustle there, sacrificing the body into the first row to try to keep it alive. It will be Merrimack ball, however. Merrimack's got to figure out a way to knock down some shots from the perimeter here to loosen up and get Bedford out of this zone. Otherwise, they're going to stay packed in it all night long. Yep, it's a 2-3 with the guards extending well beyond the three-point line, and now a blocking foul will come against Crowley. Connor Crowley. Yep, Junior got a little too aggressive on that one, reached in on McKillop. That is now team foul number five against Bedford. I said five earlier, but was mistaken, so they have no fouls left to give. Well, Merrimack again, right to left. Just four points in this first half. They have not scored in the second quarter. Or no, they have. Two points in each quarter so far for the Tomahawks. Lachance sets up a three for Ploss. No good back iron. Ball tipped. And it's Bedford who comes down with it on the far side as Missouri secures it for the Bulldogs. Another stop for Bedford. Good look by, the, by Merrimack right there. Owen Ploss just couldn't knock it down. It's 19-4 to Bulldogs. Far side, Crowley, and yeah, he drew the foul. A reach in by Lachance, got him up high near the chin, it looked like, on a reach. Yeah, Crowley took a shot right there across the bridge of the nose, I think. But he's no worse for the wear. Kid's ready to play basketball tonight. He's been instant energy off the bench. Five team fouls now each way. 19-4 to Bedford. It's Bulldog ball. Two minutes to go, first half. Bulldogs looking for their third win of the season. Green, a drive and kick, nearly went astray, but it's kept alive by Crawley on the near wing. Merrimack extends out into a half-court man-to-man. Green taking his time. Up top, Anderson, start and stop, down the lane, right hand, up and good. High off the window. That's two times we've seen Anderson drive down the right side of the block and do a super job finishing. He's looked good on both ends of the floor. Six foot five, senior center for Bedford. 21 to four is the Bulldog lead. They've scored 11 unanswered, and now again the Bulldog D knocks it out of bounds on the far side. It'll stay with Merrimack. They'll inbound from mid midcourt. Minute 25 to go. Cummings into the lane, out of control, lost the handle. Picked up by Green. Bedford left to right. Crawley ahead. Off balance layup is wild off the glass ball, tipped out of bounds. And last touch apparently by Green, who has a strong reaction. He disagrees. Merrimack maybe catching a break there. No, I think Green did get his hand in there. That's what I saw right there, and he knocked it out of bounds. Merrimack needs something on this possession right here. Meanwhile, a three by Cummings is up and good. A rainbow from the near side wing. That one had a little too much arc almost. 21-7 with a minute now to go until halftime. He's his score. He's got to start knocking down some perimeter Jays. Five points for Cummings, and now a timeout by Coach Elmendorf. It's going to come with 54 seconds to go. And, well, Bulldogs here want to make sure that they can close out this first half on a high note. They've led the entire way. And the defense has really been the story. First half, 21-7. 
And we expected that score back in the fall when these two premier <laughs> Division One teams went at each other, both in the regular season on opening night and then again in the state semifinals. But on the basketball floor, 21-7, not a lot of people would think would be the score closing in on halftime. No, not at all. This Merrimack team has been just absolutely outstanding as a program under Coach Goodrich. And they're just finding their way here early in the season and certainly tonight against Bedford. Expect them to to fight and climb their way back into this game because he's an unbelievable basketball coach. Bulldog ball, Merrimack, and extend their full court pressure. Taken in the backcourt by Missouri is Crowley now on the near side, and his pass mm. is kicked in the lane by Thornton. Got that white Nike on his left foot on the ball. He'll stay with Bedford here. Again, no shot clock in the NHIAA. No shot clock in boys basketball, if you're wondering. Well, Anderson trying to draw out Thornton. Big man on big man. Now he's going to take him inside with a dribble. I think he's traveling. He scored I think he's it, but, him. yep, they'll call a travel and wave off the basket. That's got the Merrimack fans excited. And now it's Tomahawk ball with a half minute to go. Merrimack hoping to close the gap down 21-7. Three for coming straight away. No good back iron. Ball is tipped twice in the lane. Anderson finally corrals it for Bedford. And his outlet taken by Crowley. Quickly up the floor. One Crowley to another. And then a foul is called against Merrimack. And that's got the Tomahawk fans upset. Crowley to Chartier. Chartier drew the foul. And you can hear the reaction from the visiting section of this crowd. I think Danny McKillop was absolutely perfectly stationary and square. If anything, that's offense or a no call. So a couple for the younger Chris Chartier. 5'10 junior who hits the free throw. He's got one more to come. That extends Bedford's lead to 22-7. 17 seconds to go second quarter. And that free throw is good as well. So a two-for-two trip. Bulldogs lead by 16. And nearly a steal. As the ball tipped out of bounds into the Bedford bench, guess who? Connor Crowley nearly intercepted that one with his right hand. The Energizer Bunny came off the bench early in the second quarter, really getting it done on the defensive end in particular. Merrimack is down to seven seconds. Up top, McKillop going to fire a three. That one no good off the backboard. Didn't graze the rim. It's tipped out. It'll stay with Merrimack with less than two seconds remaining in the second quarter. It's not Danny McKillop's game. His game is inside offensive rebounds and putbacks. Merrimack's going to have to hurry. The inbound from the near baseline. Gregorio near side. McKillop pivots and throws it over to Ploss. He won't get it off. Horn sounds, and that will do it for the first half. The Bedford defense making a statement. The zone holding Merrimack to just three field goals, 23-7. The Bulldogs lead the Tomahawks at the break. Nick, you've been playing and following New Hampshire high school basketball for a long time. The last time Merrimack was ever held to under 10 points in the first half, I can't remember. Or anybody, for that matter. It's been it's been a bizarre game for sure. And Well, that's why they play two halves, however. And if that's there is true. a coach who can who can make it happen in a short amount of time, it's, it's Coach Goodrich on the Merrimack sideline. Again, we're broadcasting in conjunction tonight with Bedford Community Television. We're live every Tuesday night. Throughout the winter here on ESPN New Hampshire, 912.50 a.m. Online as well at ESPNNHradio.com. And it's all brought to you by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. 23-7 at halftime. Let's send it back now to my man in the studio, Patrick Gilroy and Tim Glenday. 
for all the updates from around the state. Guys, take it away.